Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the Back to Football podcast. That's the number one podcast for people who probably should talk about something other than football. Now, 30 uh, is a big number. It's a big milestone for us to reach. And uh, why not better to, uh, (laughs) or what better uh, to do than to uh, up our game on this 30th episode uh, and give a little bit of a boost to our equipment. So... Uh, introducing uh, from my left to right in the studio, we have John Miller. How you doing, Dan? You well? I'm very well. I'm all good. Um, you got your own microphone today? I do, and it's red. Arsenal colours. Can't uh, complain. Unintentional, but yeah, you <laughs> definitely can't complain. Uh, on your left, we've got Levi. Hello, Dan. How you doing? I'm not saying hi to John today. <laughs> Just so I wouldn't. You <laughs> <laughs> looked at him intentionally and said hi, Dan. <laughs> Alice. Yeah, and uh, and we've also got Greg in the studio. How are you, Greg? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited by the new setup. It feels production value's gone up. It has. So, it has. Yeah. I feel I like feel tension's like, gone up. A little bit. Gone up. <laughs> I feel like we've come a long way from uh, me and you, Dan, just doing yeah, it on mate. our own. Not yeah, much shocker. Yeah, Not much equipment. Our first episode, um, we had two. So not to, I won't make it too technical, but we had two USB microphones, uh, yeah. which basically you can only ever have one in a computer at once. And so uh, if you if you go back to our first episode, which probably a few of you will right now listen to this, you'll just hear that echoey, yeah. like, horrible uh, sounding episode. Um, but it was good. It was good days. Um, good days. About coming up to about a year. Um, yeah. I think back in the day, April. It was the day that uh, Meghan Markle and Harry. Yeah. Uh, had their child Archie, yes, it was. Uh, who's now Canadian. Uh, so <laughs> a lot's changed. A lot's changed since we started uh, the Back to Football podcast, um, and a lot stayed the same. We still talk about Love Island, which we're going to do today. Yes, yes definitely. Um, everyone up to date with the one hundred percent. Yeah, the latest coming back from Casa Amor. Yeah, um, we will scenes. definitely cover that. Yes, yeah, scenes. Scenes. Um, <laughs> the return of King Mike. Well, yeah, Mike. And do you know what? We'll talk about this. I think we'll make this our first subject. Um, and why not? Let, let's just go straight into it. Instead of previewing yeah. what's coming up in, in the show, let's go into it. Um, what 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 was everyone's for initial reactions to last night's episode? I mean, obviously, we're going to see a lot more tonight uh, with the yeah. Shauna's uh, reaction. Yeah, the fallout of it. I, I think that everyone's shocked. But really, nothing shocking has happened. We yes. sort of knew all of this was yes. going to happen. Yes. Callum's head has been turned since the minute he got into Casa Amor with mm. uh, Molly. Naz, uh, I feel like um, people are comparing it to a little bit of the Dr. Alex from a couple of scenes ago. Yeah. But I think he's been respectful with it. He he, he said that he's going to bring this girl back. Uh, Eve? Eva? Is Eva, it? Yeah. Yeah, Eva, yeah. Yeah. And... Um, He'll talk to Demi about it, so we'll see that today, I'm sure. But yeah, I think everyone's quite surprised and everyone's like, the fallout on Twitter was massive, but really... Everyone knew it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, we sort of knew it was going to yeah. happen like that. Yeah. Usually, I was, I, was, uh, I, was talking, I was talking to someone last night, usually you're not sure, like you're kind of yeah, on yeah. the fence, maybe 60-40, whether they'll bring someone back or not. Definitely. But I feel like this year, it's like, you, you knew who was staying from the boys, yeah. from the main villa, and you knew who was coming in from the girls. Right. The only people that were shocked were the people that were in it themselves. Yeah, definitely. I don't understand how Shauna could be shocked even for, for a minute. The signs were there. The writing was on the wall. And um, <laughs> and um, she's almost... I, f- I think she knew it. She was the one that's complaining the most uh, while he was away that she knew something bad was going to happen. So 
the writing was always on the wall, so that's why she she didn't cry yesterday because she she's not shocked. She knew what was coming. Well, you never know. Yeah, well, she's probably going to cry now when yeah. she speaks to him. But um, the writing was on the wall a long time ago. She was pretty. Know. She was pretty fired up when everyone else was coming back in. Yeah. Um, and I think because she was at the end, I think as soon as Nas came back in with with Eva, mm. I think that was the point where she was like, "Yeah, there's no if Nas is coming back with yeah. someone else." There's not a chance in hell that Callum's not gonna exactly. So I think she, by the end of the episode, she was prepared for it. Yeah, um, I still think she's gonna hit the wall. Yeah, she tonight. is going to kick off. Um, yeah. But evidence shows that the the jilted lady from uh, Casa Amore Fallout is is could be the winner. Like last year, it was um, Amber. It was Amber. Amber went on to win it. Um, for Amber and Kem. Great. A couple of years ago. Oh, oh and those they did, two. They did it yeah, as well, they yeah. As well. Yeah, they, yeah, they both came back with different Yeah, people. yeah. And then they got back together. Yeah, yeah. Quite, I got quite quickly. That series. What yeah. happened there? Uh, so basically, they both coupled up and then they were with the new couple uh, for like, I think, a couple of days. Ooh. And then they both spoke to each other like, I, I actually really miss you and care about right. you. And they were yeah. both like that. And then they went on and won. That was the season with Chris and Olivia and, yeah. and Mike. Season three. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Translated, they probably knew is... If we get back together, we'll probably have the best chance of winning. So let's yeah. do this. There's that cool. game plan. I genuinely think there'll be uh, another U-turn um, in the pack. I think Naz will go back to Demi. Do you reckon? I don't think it's going to be a long-term thing with Eva. Eva's just... I think so too. You, you know really? what I think about the, the Castro and Warlock? They just get off anyone they possibly can do. Yes. To try and stay in it the is. villa. It's a, it's a passport into the villa, yeah. isn't it? And the yeah, minute yeah. you're in, then you're in. And Ooh. then you can make your move on anyone else that you really want to yeah. um, pursue. So... Once Naz, um, the wake-up call comes and he's floating around Demi for a while, I think he'll um, but soon, he said soon Demi's complete not his, his U-turn. Not his usual type. Not his usual type. I was just saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah but and he then, also had a lot of compliments uh, to give to her as well when, um, when he came he back. When it was his only option, though. Yeah. <laughs> so no, but when he came back in last night, he oh, said, right. oh. I've got nothing against you, Demi. Oh, yeah. There's nothing I can say bad Can't about you. you. And she oh, was okay. like, oh, you know, thank you and stuff. So she looked like, yeah, maybe she didn't think it was the end of the road for those two. Eva, Eva's not 100 percent on Naz. I don't mm. think. I don't think. Yeah. I think she's um, she, Naz is basically her golden ticket. Yeah. And um, she he's do, he's done her a favor, got her in the villa, and she'll soon do what she has to do and try and get with someone else. Um, and Naz will soon go running back to Demi. Let's just hope for his sake, Demi's still waiting around for him because if he's not, then he's in trouble. Then it will be a doctor yeah. Alex. And what about what do we think about Callum and and Molly? Um, because. When obviously everyone came in, Molly said, oh, I'm, I'm after Luke M, Justin Bieber. Um, and every other girl said the same thing. Yeah, but whole, he was single. He was a single man going in there. Um, and then it was like 24 hours later, she just put all her eggs into one basket with Callum. Now, did she identify Callum as, a, as an easy ticket into the villa? Is what she has with Callum. Do you think that's genuine? They do seem like they get on. They're both I, from Manchester. I, actually, I think it's genuine. I do. I love the memes going around of like Callum travelled all the way. Callum from Manchester travelled all the way to South Africa to meet Molly <laughs> from down the road in Manchester. Well, yeah. They both go to the same chip shop or something, weren't they? Saying? Yeah. <laughs> they literally, yeah, yeah. Like, live like, very close to each other when mm. I heard them talking about it. But I think they've got that, you know, birds of a feather flock together sort of thing. Like they've, They've kind of they're both from Manchester. Yeah. Um, What's the likelihood they didn't even know each other before they went in? Yeah, just, I know. Just a Love Island conspiracy because you know they they mm. there's always some backstory of some sort. It's probably going to come out soon on Twitter. 
that oh, turns out Molly and Callum actually knew each other or whatever. They've probably got like mutual friends on Facebook. Yeah, and you stuff. Would think so, yeah. yeah, I guarantee that the producers do all of that kind of stuff. I mean, Manchester is. I mean, it's a big city, but it's not huge. I think maybe a million people these days 800,000 850,000 something like that um so they seem all to be from Manchester Mike's from Manchester one of the Luke's is yeah like a and then then also Scotland there's quite a few people from Scotland this year so you can you can guess that where the agencies are based uh, that recruit the the Islanders is probably one in Glasgow one in Manchester one in London HQ in Essex yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. HQ down in Essex um but yeah, so we think then, Shauna, so where does it leave us as well? With, with, we don't know who's going to leave or what the stipulations are going to be with that Obviously, at the moment. I would probably say uh, someone's s- got to go. On Sunday, they'll probably say um, all the people not in a couple or something will have to yeah. go because there's way too many of them in there at the minute. Yeah, so I think any of those boys... Yeah, they're gone. They're yeah, gone. They get yeah, rid they're, of, they're um, gone. I had to Already. research it myself. All yeah, the other yeah. girls, they usually go, they're yeah. gone. Yeah. They're gone. Yeah. And then I think it will basically be either Demi, Eva or Shauna that will go. So depending on who, maybe they'll give Naz another chance to make his final decision um, on on Sunday. And I then, don't know, yeah. I forget yeah. how it works. Maybe it's you have to vote for your least favourite couple or single person yeah or vote for your most vote like that kind of thing maybe. The fun, yeah and the interesting thing with that as well you say you f- forget how it works i think there is actually no rule book for no, love island no the producers just take it wherever they want so if they want to kind of get rid of someone or if they want to steer the narrative in in a certain direction yeah 100%. they just you know they make up a load of rules at the time that that help you to get help them to get rid of the certain person and, and make the show better definitely well, quickly leanne disappeared at like oh mate yeah exactly that was an assassination of a yeah. one minute gone the next yeah mike, mike mike done what he had to do and if anything the producers just they they played it off for him to a T. He couldn't have asked for a better situation. Ooh. Yeah, he's got a friend up there, isn't he? In the in the production team. Um, could you catch a green skittle in your mouth, uh, as Jess attempted to do uh, in what was no, that? No context. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What was that Sunday show or no, uh, must have been more recent than that? What were we was, on Friday? I saw all the memes yesterday. Yeah, it was on Wednesday. So, then maybe. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, can yeah. you do that? Is that in yeah, your no in problem. your arsenal? Yeah, no problem. Why is it specific? Is there, it's something about the green skittle? Nah, is it just, just that's, that's <laughs> the one it was. Yeah. Oh, right. uh, I don't know. Probably, maybe. I could oh, be yeah. both. We got the cameras now. Just Content for, piece coming up, up there you go. on BTF YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, old school. So just, she just uh, who was she sat with? Uh, Biggs. Yeah, it was Biggs. Yeah, yeah, Biggs. Biggs, Biggs done it first. Yeah, not so Biggs. He's not very big, is he? He done it first. And, uh, I did not expect that accent to come. Uh, we haven't analysed any of the new people. Should we probably go through that? Yeah, if you can remember their names. Some of the boys, I couldn't tell well, you. Well, like, wee George. Little squeaky George. Yeah. Alexis. Nothing. Alexis. Yep. Yeah. Who's, who's the one that went, you're mustard, and I'm having you George. 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 That, George? George. Yeah. Yeah. that is yeah. the worst <laughs> analogy I've ever heard. I don't even heard. get I'm, what it is. Yeah, I don't know many anyway. people that have that mustard on toast. I, would, I, I definitely Disgusting. don't go to my cupboard and whip out mustard. <laughs> it is, honestly, you would not have mustard on. No, definitely not. Nah. That Josh, um, I feel like he, he, he's a good looking guy. He seemed like a nice guy. I feel like there was, the girls were much more loyal than the boys. Yeah. So as we, they were, we know, and they, they shut him down. Yeah, day one. so I feel like they, they're just the talent pool. They were never going to be successful. The girls, there was that one... Um, 
I don't know, maybe a Jess or something. I don't even remember her name. She just got like a four day holiday out of it, basically. <laughs> yeah. She just she didn't even crack the on blonde with anyone. One. Yeah, the, the other yeah, blonde yeah, one. Yeah, the other yeah, blonde yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she sort of just disappeared into the woodwork. Yeah. But. And then what we think about Ched. Do you know what I like? Guy, okay, so yeah, to go to. He's huge. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. Yeah, but also, his chat is horrendous. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he doesn't ever know what to say. That you one where he... little segment where he's just stuttering for ages. <laughs> that was uh, the first time he's, he spoke with Jess. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, yeah, but like, but yeah, but like. <laughs> when yeah. he came in, and, uh, the, the blonde, uh, blonde girl. Funniest thing was someone responded like on a tweet on Twitter was like, oh, this is what happens if you spend all your time in the gym. No socials, no interaction. <laughs> he spent all his head. time in the gym building his massive frame, but she can't, can't talk to girls. Yeah. Do you know what I like <laughs> when, um, so when, what order would it have gone? I think Mike came back um, with his new girl who is called Priscilla. Priscilla. That's a, a name Priscilla I shouldn't be forgetting. Uh, yeah, welcome to the villa, Priscilla. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he came back, sat down, and then obviously Jess got to pick and she picked Ched. And then, did you see when Ched sat down? Yeah, yeah, he gave that little nod. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was was a nice little moment. Um, And then also when I think Luke M was then the next person to come back, he gave him a little fist bump. So I think Ched's Ched's got a chance, you know? I think, um, yeah, he could come across well. And uh, it's just whether Jess has got winner potential. I I don't think so. It's not much to it. I think they're kind of well suited, to be fair. There's not really much going on with Jess, is there? No, no that's chat's not not the not the best no. either. Because you know she's very smart. She got about seven A stars at, at GCSE, and then like AAA at A level. You wouldn't have get like mm. it looks like news to you, Greg. Uh, I just don't believe it. Yeah, you want to see that? Yeah, I want to see those. Yeah, see the transcript. AQA transcript exactly, or yeah. uh, whoever. Ed, Ed Excel. Yeah. <laughs> <email>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll try and find that out btf investigative journalism <laughs> uh cracking down maybe they did something with the twins they doubled up in some way maybe they've just got both got d's and really low grades but they've added them together so they've both got like, <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah could be could be um is that is that probably enough on love island? any any further information you want to put forward on love island this week not really. No, That'll I think we're in else. a pretty good... Anyone... Shalice and uh, Luke T. Yeah. Uh, I'm really rooting for them. Good I, yeah, me too. Good I couple. couldn't stand him to begin with, but Who? actually... Um, <laughs> Shanice. Shoe Nice. Bollocks. Shoe Nice. Shoe Nice Fudge. Why do you like them? Well, I, I'm so intrigued to hear. Why don't, why don't you yeah, like why, them? Yeah, why, yeah. Because if Luke T had someone showed him any interest, he would have been straight in there with them. <laughs> do you think? How gutted was he? He was like, oh, they're all like, Luke M, Luke M. What about Luke T? But yeah, like I think he wanted a... the, he was gagging for the attention and if he got it then he would have been straight out the door and Shanice would have been kicking off um, the minute he got back in the villa. The only reason why now suddenly there this new power cop is because he didn't get the attention he wanted in the old villa uh, in the in Castle Castle Moore. Moore. Um and suddenly now he's model boyfriend. Oh, I want to be exclusive. No. That is a good question though actually. If if he'd walked in day 1 to Castle Moore and they'd sat down and they did that round you know, they went, oh, who do yeah. you like? And everyone went, Luke M, Luke M, Maybe, Justin yeah. Bieber, Luke M. Um, if if they'd all said Luke T, yeah, I think we, we got a completely different story on, on the cards. He's, yeah. he's, he's, but he realised day one that actually none of them like me. Yeah, let me just I'll just be, be Mr. Loyal for yeah. this trip. True. True. His eyes yeah. are never fully focused on the road. He's always like, if you, if you, <laughs> an analogy, yeah, if you're sat in a car, 
he'd be looking left, right, instead of sh- looking straight at what he's meant to be looking. He'd be looking <laughs> everywhere else but straight. But um, he's almost forced into a position where he had to um, be on his best behaviour because no one was feeling him. So he had to do what he had to do, basically. I, I tell you, you've got to give credit to Luke, to, um, I forgot his name now, the one who's with the other Scottish bird. The name's just completely... Finn. Oh, Finn. Finn, Finn. 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 Yeah, girls were, were interested in him. There's a couple that were. Yeah, now that, yeah. and now that is someone I'd say that they're the power couple I'd say at a minute. Mm. Um, they no blips almost. Paige, she uh, stayed stayed loyal. Finn stayed loyal. They both slept like outside on like yeah. day beds and everything. There was no almost wavering there. But I think with the others, there's always just that little bit of uncertainty, that little bit of insecurity. Yeah. You don't quite know what's going to happen. There's an interesting uh, debate to have there, because, and it goes back to football as we do. And um, he, to go in, Finn actually cancelled his um, semi-professional or professional football I think he was contract. With M- MK Dons. No, he's with um, Oxford City. Right. Not Ox- whatever what Oxford non-league? is in non-league. Yeah. yeah. But he cancelled his contract with them to go on to Love Island. Don't know what you make of that. Um, he went in for the money. Went yeah. For the money, yeah. I think it's a smart move to be honest. Like he'll make more money in the short term. Um, and the fact that it's not like he's dropping out of the Premier League or La Liga or something like that. Like if he's good enough and he stays healthy, stays fit, he'll be able to probably drop back into that level. I would expect pretty comfortably. Okay. No offense to other players in that league. And any club from a business perspective as well. Yeah. Um, Yeah, If you sign him, you probably bring down about, well, you're you're trending on Twitter on you straight away. 40, 50, maybe hundreds of extra fans. Yeah. um, So um, business plan. Get it out there. Sign yeah. him. Sign him up. Yeah. <laughs> BTF United. Uh, <laughs> Five side two. Yeah. We need another one. Um, all right, let's go back to it. It is a slightly shorter show today uh, because of our our technological advancements and uh, time restraints. But we will be back uh, next week to our full length hour, perhaps hour plus uh, mm. show. But yeah, this week, slightly shorter show. So let's go back right now to football as we do on the back to football podcast the number one podcast uh, for people who probably should talk about something other than football now greg you brought this story up uh, earlier transfer window uh, extended to september 1st to align yeah. with the european leagues is it a good thing uh, i don't know i wanted to get your guys opinion on it i'm really i, I don't i think that uh I can't believe that we weren't aligned with the other european leagues to begin with we used to be didn't we yeah so yeah. I think we changed for... Is this back when there was more games in the Premier League? <laughs> I think we changed for one season um, yeah. and one season only. Yeah. I think a lot of the clubs were frustrated with the idea that um, you could basically drag it out into um, the season, essentially. So the yeah. season start, the transfer window could still be open and players were still unsettled. Yeah, um, I think there was, a, there was a couple of occasions, I remember a few managers moaning about it, where someone would score for one club and next week say it was Arsenal, say someone in Southampton would score and then they'd move to another club and then score against Arsenal a week yeah. later. <laughs> it's not a thing. Yeah. I remember a few managers complaining about that, that it should be like, once the season starts, that's it. Because uncertainty once the season's already started. But then the season starts mid-August anyway. Yeah, but that's the, that's the thing. They, they, they looked to solve their problem by moving the transfer window, but they didn't actually solve it by not aligning the transfer window. Right. Because... Um, it still meant that powerhouses could still come in for their pl- their players um, and it put them at a position where they were actually more disadvantaged more than anything because if, ever, if they if someone come in for their player they couldn't then replace them 
um, if they had to. So that puts them in a like a really bad position where if your star striker loses his head um, and wants to go to a Barcelona or Real Madrid and you can't stop them, you're almost stuck in a position where you wait till January now to um, yeah. Well, get look at Ericsson. Look at Ericsson. Yeah, same same kind of case. Yeah. It's a power power struggle with right. different people. Um, yeah, I I think it's a good thing. Um, I think it gives more leverage to negotiating uh, if you're a, you're a Premier League team or a Premier League agent, whatever. Um, and yeah, you, you can't be held held at ransom like that. Like you know, you either pay me more in my contract to keep me here, yeah, or I'm going to go in two weeks' time when Italy closes its transfer window. So um, yeah, having that on board is good. Uh, another point on transfers and sort of a similar note uh, is the uh, cup tide rule. Um, which doesn't exist and it's now been phased out Ooh. in the Champions League uh, and the Europa League. Um, Levi? I thought it was um, only phased out on the basis of one player in that season. So um, I thought they'd have to almost choose, basically. So I think uh, it was a case for Minamino coming in for Liverpool. Mm-hmm. He'd be able to play, but he'd have to be the selected player that was cup, uh, was not cup-tied. Is that okay? I thought that, I thought that was a rule. So, so one player for the whole competition? Yeah. So um, whoever gets per club. Yeah. Oh, one per club. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So um, a bit more the, cl- the club was only allowed one player that was not almost allowed to be cup tied um, yeah. to play in the competition for them. So it, it would almost be a case where some clubs would have to choose what player was actually uh, able to play. Do that. To play essentially. Yeah. So the, I mean, the big one this year is uh, Erling Haaland at Dortmund, who's. I think the Champions League top scorer this season. Wow. Um, and obviously he's now um, playing for Dortmund and he's probably going to go on to score quite a few more goals in the Champions League um, for another club. Do you think that's football moving forward, getting rid of the cup tie rule? What was your thoughts on it back in the day? Um, yeah, it was, it was back in the day. <laughs> a historical correspondent. Boss yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. I, I, I think it's a good move to kind of get rid of it. I think it was, you know, especially... With the January transfer window, you'd buy players, you know, and you'd be like, oh, should we buy him? Should we not? You know, he's played in a Champions League and you're buying a good player that can't play in a Champions League uh, because they've already played or or have already played in a cup or something. And it's just kind of, you know, restricted. So I'm definitely for it. Nice. Sorry, Levi was playing with his mic and I just sort of slapped his hat away. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what went on yeah. over there. We've got that on video. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, I agree with that. I think that's good. Um, another point on Dortmund quickly is, right. do you remember Claudio Reyna? Yes. Yeah, USA player, played for Sunderland, um, played for quite a few other teams. I think he was at uh, Rangers uh, for a while. But um, his son, Giovanni Reyna, uh, is now playing for Dortmund. Uh, and he scored an absolute worldie, um, I think, this week, in the in the sort of midweek games this week. Uh, but he's only 17 years old, born in Sunderland, um, but you would think probably with quite a lot of uh, Team USA pride there, with his dad being sort of former captain of, of uh, yeah. the USNMT, uh, as they refer to themselves. Um, but yeah, what's uh, thoughts on, on kind of players that are born over here? Because I think, I might be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Erling Haaland is born in in Leeds, I think, or or Manchester, because he would sure his dad that. played for Leeds and and Man City. Yeah, um, but players that are born over over here while their parents play uh, for a team, mm. um, do you think 
that should be allowed that they could play for they play for England? Do you think England should go out and approach those players and try and get them to play for us? Or do you think England have too many good players already that it's actually unfair to approach players and kind of lock them down to playing for England? I don't think there's no there's no such thing almost <laughs> as having too many good players. No, um, exactly. Uh, I'd say it's a tricky one because I'd almost like England players to be so almost patriotic in a sense where they would do anything for the for the country almost would do, go above and beyond essentially um, and I'm not convinced that if people are just born in the country they would have almost that element about it if you almost live and breathe England like you're here every day and whatnot then there's almost that extra element that you it's something that you're really really you really care about essentially you're passionate about and you'd go um, above and beyond you almost know the hard times of not winning a World Cup since 1966. You almost know yeah. the heart, the heartache of um, previous tournaments. I think you need to be able to have that to be an England player. And if you don't quite fit fit that ethos, then I don't think you should be an England player. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, well, a bit longer than a couple of years ago, they tried to, uh, they tried to get, was it, was it uh, Almunia? Manuel to, Almunia. Yeah, they were talking to Manuel Almunia because he hadn't actually played for Spain yet. Um, and they were like and what was, was he naturalised as a British citizen or something like that point country, yeah or something along that lines and, and we had a bit of a goalkeeping crisis I think we had like Calamity James and maybe a few yeah. others like Rob Green lovely and um, Robinson yeah. And, and yeah I think they, they they spoke about that and there was a little bit of outrage in the media kind of similar to what Levi was saying was kind of like you know he's, he's, he's he should be playing for Spain and if he's not good enough to play for Spain then that's it yeah true um, well, um, we remember um, Diego Costa Diego Costa I was just about to yeah, say he which way around was it he played a friendly for Brazil but then decided to go for Spain yeah and because he was just the rules at the time he was allowed to do that De- quite Declan Rice obviously is yeah. a, a recent example of that actually at England level um, yeah. I can't <clears> remember there was a player um, might have been Yanazai or something where, when he was like the next big thing yeah <laughs> I remember that I don't know where he is now Sociedad I think yeah um, Yanazai I think humble he... brag there don't know where he is I'll just quote exactly where he is <laughs> <laughs> he's a Sociedad FIFA, FIFA, FIFA 20 mate knowledge um, I think he had like he was an eighth uh, Algerian attempt. This like half Serbian, Kosovo, I think, yeah, something like he had everything, and I was like, just choose. Like it's up to him, really, who you want to represent. I don't think that you can put club football politics into the national team mm-hmm. world. Really, I think if a player wants to play, as Levi's saying, if you've got the pride for that country and you're going to perform best for that country, yeah, go for it. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Um, there's obviously many. England national teams like the the rugby team and uh, cricket team in particular that uh, have people born all across the world but represent England to the highest Sterling highest was, standard. Um, Jamaican, Is Sterling, born yeah, in born Jamaica? in Jamaica. Yeah, he yeah, was, yeah. yeah, and he's arguably our, our best player these exactly. days. Yeah. Um, certainly, if you take injuries into account, right. he's he's our best player over Harry Kane, I think. Yeah, I think just a bit weird. Um, Sterling actually hasn't been playing very much football recently um, under Pep Guardiola. And obviously, I think it's quite strange because in recent weeks, they've needed extra goals almost um, to an extent. They've needed um, the goals to be coming in. So, um, I don't don't get the logic behind it. He's performing really well. um, And Guardiola's almost taken him out of the... The lineup is often on the bench, so I'm interested to see what's going on there. 
because mm. yeah something something clearly behind the scenes yeah uh could be going on uh but at the same time january transfer window gone he's, yeah. he's locked into the end of the yeah, season exactly uh might be some frustrations there about the the situation with with city sort of dropping so many points now behind yeah. liverpool and sterling being in the absolute kind of prime years of his career now so is is he trying to kind of manufacture an exit where does he go he, though he's got madrid zero zero loyalty to city absolutely to to, absolutely. Ed, to any club i think yeah. i think mm. he's there just to be a footballer and yeah. not a footballer for yeah. a particular team i don't really see manchester city as a as a long long term club i don't know what it is oh. i don't see players you see the bubble bursting what i don't see players really wanting to come there in the prime years of their career and stay there yeah. because they don't quite have that they've not got a champions league yeah uh, credential yeah, yeah, yeah. or they've not got a champions league trophy basically yeah. Yeah. i think people they don't have like they go there for the money, don't they? Yeah, but they don't have that established history, big, big club, yeah, almost uh, mm. heritage. Um, you say that though. There are some players that have been there for a long time, like David Silva, company. Yeah, they came when the money came. Yeah, but, but they stayed. Yeah, but they stayed. Yeah, but now look, like Vincent Company is going to be their legend. Like that is what they're going to have to um, focus on. Vincent Company, Aguero. He's outlived but, a lot of strikers. Isn't ooh, he? But as I was saying, with the national teams, do they have that? almost passionate or oh, I love Manchester City so much I'm going to stay here I don't think a lot of players do have Ooh. that in Manchester City it's almost workman like as I said they don't have the same like love and passion for the club like I'd say bias here is coming out um, players do for Liverpool Manchester United do they have that same passion and love for the for the, for the club um, and I'd say no which is why I see them having a pro- quite a high player turnaround Ooh. Yeah. I agree uh, something that we can uh, yeah look into a little bit more. I, I do, yeah, I, I, I agree. City just don't have the... There's something just missing there, basically. Yeah. We <laughs> ran around them in midweek. The fact yeah. that we can be in as poor form as we are in a season that a lot of people are saying a write-off and then we win 2-0 um, and, and convincingly as well, really. They got a red cards and Chenko sent off. Really, yeah. really promising signs from um, Bergvine. Um, it's, oh, it's yeah, insane. I think... Yeah. Spurs have done themselves a favour, snapping him up, um, and at the age of twenty-two, I'm going to say watch this space. Yeah, this value- team that he's created. Yeah, like- Sessegnon as well played yes. so well in the week yeah. against uh, Southampton. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm happy to see that. Uh, we will have to conclude the show now. Um, but as we say, we'll be back uh, bigger and better next week. And hopefully we should have some YouTube content coming along with that show for you all. Uh, so haircuts this weekend, boys. <laughs> uh, looking our best. Um, but yeah, we will be back next week. Uh, John, thanks for joining. Thank you, Dan. Levi. Thank you very much. And Greg. Thank you very much. All right, there we go. There's that, uh, there's that exit music <laughs> playing. Uh, we will speak to you next week. 